Hello, all you lovely traumatized humans. I just started talking. I started recording this for like three minutes, and then I was like, ah, I hate all of the things I just said. I'm going to start over. A little peek behind the curtain for you. Uh, today is Sunday, August 20th, and there's a hurricane here, which is weird and wild. It's been downgraded to a t- tropical storm, but there's like rain and stuff. And uh, it just it's weird that it's raining in Southern California in August. Um, but Yesterday, I was up in Mill Valley running a race uh, called the Tempala Headlands 50K, and so I'm going to talk about that. It was such a fun race. I would highly recommend anyone go do it. I'm going to rally a bunch of my friends to go do it next year. My first and favorite boss told me not to make a living doing what I love because I'd eventually resent it. She said to make a career out of what you love second best so that your biggest passion is never interrupted by the need to make money. I think probably my biggest passions, plural, is uh, to run and to write. And I currently make a little bit of money writing things, absolutely zero money running, and make most of my money working with events and races, which is fun because it's adjacent to what I like best, you know. One race that I was excited to work with was the Tempala Headlands 50K, which was founded in 1998, but hasn't happened for the last three years. I think maybe COVID, maybe permits, I don't know. Ultra Running Magazine revived it, and after learning more about the race, like through helping them with their registration because I refer run sign up, blah, 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 blah. Um, I thought, why not run it? I love visiting Mill Valley. It's one of my favorite spots. Mike and I drove from Laguna to Fresno, the sprawling metropolis that is Fresno. We stayed at a Ramada Inn. Okay. Quick, quick side note. We stayed at a Ramada Inn. Everything was broken. Everything was out of order. Uh, (laughs) Nothing worked. It was dirty. I was like, why are we here? Oh yeah, because it was $80 a night and I booked it. Mike would have biked, uh, Mike would have booked like, I don't know, a Marriott. But I was like, look here, I'm on a budget. So then we went to Mill Valley where our Airbnb host, we had this really nice Airbnb. It was like way up in the hills in Mill Valley and she pads down the hallway and she's she's like, uh, sorry, you can't stay here. <laughs> and we were like, what? It was a studio attached to her house. Her septic system went out um, and so she currently had no running water. And she was like, why didn't Debbie tell you? And we're like, who's Debbie? And she's like, my property manager. And we're like, nope, no word from Debbie. So we found a different Airbnb and finally settled in late Friday night. My body was really stiff from being crammed in the car and working, and my brain just felt like frenzied from a stressful work week and an unshakable desire to be outside of itself, kind of just wanted to not be in my own body and like dissociate a little bit. Sometimes I get depressed and anxious and there's really no tangible reason why. Uh, There's no one thing I can point to and blame, which makes sense if you're someone prone to depression or anxiety and no sense at all if you're mentally well. Because I've lived with my brain for 30 years, I know that the sadness never stays. It always spits me out, thankful to look up and blink at the sun. I want to hear what it sounds like when strangers sing in their cars. I want to hug everyone and run away from them simultaneously. I think about empty church and empty movie theaters and empty office buildings and huge, expensive, empty homes and wonder how anyone could possibly be happy around so much emptiness. I ate the turkey and bacon off a soggy turkey club that Mike bought me for lunch that I didn't eat for lunch. I drank a lot of water and gathered my things. There wasn't much I needed to carry, just two half-liter bottles, some salt tabs, and gels. The course had seven aid stations, uh, so I would have the luxury of traveling light, which is really nice. My salmon pack has two broken zippers, so I stuffed all of my things into the remaining functional pocket um, and thought about the race and, and checked out the participant list, deciding that I would be happy with a top 10 finish. There was some very 
very fast people signed up and a sub five hour, 30 minute time. I didn't taper for the race. I have my sight set on a hundred miler in mid October, the Kodiak 100 by UTMB. UTMB bought them this year. I dropped out of Kodiak 100 last year due to some like lingering injuries that I was fighting last summer, but uh, I just really want to go back and kind of like redeem myself at that race. I also love Kodiak. It's such a local, like it was like the first ultra I ever did. And I just love the atmosphere up there. I love the race directors. It's such a cool, like mountain race. Anyway, last year, Mike and I visited Mill Valley and I ran a big loop down to Muir Beach and back looking at my my map the entire time. Like I got so lost. <laughs> During that run, I met a couple of men training for the quad dipsy who guided me back to town after I took a wrong turn. Some of the trails would be familiar to me and some would be brand new. Race morning, we carpooled to the start line with a friend, and I didn't warm up, which was a mistake, (laughs) and the race went out fast. The course map, elevation profile, and turn-by-turn, literally turn-by-turn instructions, like if you printed out MapQuest but for a run, that's what it's like. Uh, It's all on their website. The beginning of races are usually kind of predictable, right? Everyone starts fast, and the people who are truly fast proceed to keep on running fast, while dozens of others realize, perhaps too late, that they may have dug themselves into a hole. One of my favorite things about this race was all the climbing. There was nearly 6,500 feet of elevation gain over 32 miles, which is a lot for like not a mountain race, you know, (laughs) it's just just tucked above San Francisco. Uh, The early climbs gave me a chance to evaluate everyone around me. I love climbing. It's one of my favorite things. It's one of the things I'm best at. And so there was a guy struggling to run past me who I knew I would see again, right? And he eventually finished nearly an hour behind me. The guy who I leapfrogged with would eventually finish only a couple of minutes behind me. And the women who ran uphill with no struggle would absolutely bury me. (laughs) I made a point to eat often my trusty spring awesome sauce, my go-to energy source. I love those gels. They're easy to eat when it's hot. You can just, it's it's almost like you could drink them, you know? I tried some spring gels recently that were kind of new. They're a chocolate cherry flavor and it's just thick. They're really thick, so I feel like I have to drink a ton of water to like get them down, and I hate them. And I bought 10 of them, and I've only eaten like three. So if anyone wants some, let me know. I also ate some gummy bears and filled one bottle with Tailwind and the other with water at each aid station. So Tailwind has some carbs as well as electrolytes. I also took four salt tabs throughout the race, and taking care of my hydration and electrolytes paid off a ton towards the end. The weather wasn't hot. It was foggy and overcast, but it was humid and my clothes were soaked with moisture. Late in the race, I passed several people and a few of them were cramping. And I, I just want to point out that like you need to hydrate even when it's not hot and sunny, right? Like it was still muggy. You're still sweating a ton. And I think people just were like totally over looking that. Um, I passed one woman late in the race. And then at the very last aid station, which was about four miles from the finish, I stopped, refilled my liquids and she just kept going. Uh, but then I caught her like five minutes later. <laughs> like I was like, oh my God, take care of you. You know, maybe you'd feel better right now. So I chatted with a ton of people during the race. I just, I, I'm always, if I'm feeling good and Unless I'm like really deep in the pain cave, I'm going to talk to you if I see you at a race. And I met a guy from Seattle and a bunch of people from the surrounding areas like Mill Valley and San Francisco and Oakland. I met one guy who's not from America. Like he sounded Russian maybe, but he lives there now. I don't know. Just I met a ton of interesting people. Most of them were local. The race definitely had a hometown feel to it with local running clubs out in forest and volunteers like cheering for their friends who were racing. It made me feel like 
Um, like I've been in that situation, like racing down here where all my friends are at aid stations. And it's like a lot of fun to race like that. So if you're in the Bay, definitely come and do this race. I spent most of the race with one song stuck in my head, Dial Drunk by Noah Khan, and sweeping away the cobwebs of my thoughts about empty churches. I felt better and better as the race progressed and caught multiple people on the last climb and then ran the last four downhill miles to the finish pretty fast. Like definitely sub eight. Like I was running like low sevens. I ended up the ninth female over and 39th overall, uh, with a time of five twenty six fifty six. Uh, again, I was pretty happy about that. Uh, I, I've only ran like a handful of 50 Ks. I haven't done many 50 Ks. Uh, one of my first 50 Ks was out in Silverton after being in Colorado for like a month to acclimate and stuff. And I don't even know what I read, maybe like five forty five, but that's a, that's a tough one. Ton of climbing. I like, you know, above 10,000 feet. So I was happy with my time. I was happy with how I felt. The course itself was an insanely awesome mix of flowy single track, technical terrain, challenging climbs, and really fast downhill sections. There was one downhill section that was full of like roots and stairs, and it was just like impossible to kind of bomb down really fast. But there was also like dozens of volunteers. Like I think that there was over a hundred volunteers out there at aid stations and road crossings and at the surf finish line. And the course was really well marked with pink ribbons. And so I never once felt like I didn't know where I was going there. I was also around people the whole time. You know, I was, I could see somebody ahead of me the whole time. I knew there was people behind me the whole time. So I was never really alone. Distances between aid stations were accurate and the race was overall just exceptionally well managed. They had some cool giveaways, that cool hat and stuff, no t shirt that you're never going to wear. Sometimes I run a race and like feel like I never need to do that again. You know, like that wasn't such a fun time <laughs> because for a lot of reasons, right? And, and not because of like how I personally felt, but, but like what the things that ruin races are just poor race management, I think. And, uh, I definitely didn't feel that way this race. I want to go back. I want to bring my whole group of friends. I think it'd be a fun road trip to do all together. So 10 out of 10 recommend this race. It was so fun. So awesome. Such a great atmosphere and, um, just really cool. I think there was 250 some people that came out that day and like a hundred volunteers, like just had a really great community feel. So, the things I linked read more about Ultra Running Magazine and how they brought back this uh, legendary course. This article is actually on Run Sign Up. Or check out their website, the Tampala Headlands 50K website, or get a subscription to Ultra Running Magazine. A subscription for a year is only $30 for online digital access or $49 a year for print access. And their magazines are like heavy and thick. You get eight of them a month or not a month, you get eight of them a year, eight print magazines. It's just really cool. Um, if you're into ultra running, I don't know, it's probably worth 30 bucks. I mean, I used to spend, I mean, I probably spend 30 bucks a month on coffee. Fuck. Anyway, love you all. Bye.